Welcome back to the Confident in Christ podcast. We're on week four of our month-long exploration of our story and his story, and we're going to jump right in here in just a second mid-conversation as we're discussing some of the differences between the Christian worldview, Christian maps of things such as origins and life and human consciousness and dignity, and some of the general ideas that come under the uh, atheistic worldview or materialistic worldview that is held by many. So let's jump right into that conversation. Materialists have no explanation for life. They've got no explanation for consciousness. Why are we, why are we conscious? Why do we have a sense of time? Why are we different than the animals? There's no explanation for consciousness. Uh, now, the current thinking is consciousness is an illusion and we're not, we're, we're all determinate. And that, that we think we're conscious, but we're really not. We're just animals. They have no theory that explains morals. So why would we be self-sacrificing if all we, if procreation of our species is our driving innate goal and that's it? You know, what a brutal world that's going to build. It, you know, if that's it, then why in the world would we have a, a moralistic view, a self-sacrificing view? Why would we have all that? And they have no explanation for any of the cognitive thinking, uh, of value uh, systems that we we all have. We, are, we innately have. We, we know when we're doing wrong. Kids know when they're doing wrong. You know, they, you don't have to... You innately uh, have a sense of right and wrong and self-awareness. Science can't answer those questions. We've been trying, and we can't answer the first clue about any of those things. And, and materialism is just... It just says we are. So what do you all think is the biblical... Christian view of where consciousness came from, where morality, what are some of the biblical helps here as we're trying to shape a Christian worldview? God molded us after Him, so it all comes from Him. Our consciousness, our morality, our love, it comes from when He spoke us into existence. You think consciousness, do you all think consciousness is in large measure, what it means to be created in the image of God? Not, maybe not only, but do you think that's part of it? For that. And I think um, Ray Comfort says it best, illustrates it, uh, about having a creator. And he said, you know, if you have a book and just the pages fall out of the sky and the ink falls on the page to make these pictures and the letters randomly fall, and does that make sense to have a book? You know, he asks people this on the street and they're like, no, it's like, you've got to have a creator. So there has to be a creator for life also to speak into existence, to have all the birds, animals, fish, humans, trees, air, can't all randomly happen from one atom, and then, bam, here's birds, fish, people. You've got to have order. And, and generally, we our understanding is things go from order to disorder. Not the other way, correct? And to believe that everything all of a sudden went from disorder, nothingness, or came together in this orderly, knowable, even into a universe where we can have science. Things happen similarly over and over. It's predictable. It's a, it does seem like a far stretch. It seems like it doesn't match up with what we see in this world. But if God spoke it, 
He's yeah. intelligible. Yeah. Well, it's, and science tells us that sooner or later the sun will run out of fuel. Our sun will go dark. You know, they can calculate how many, you know, roughly what they estimate. Any, all of these things, they started with the amount of energy they have. The universe was fully funded with energy at its <laughs> beginning and then has, it continues to, to move from a state of maximum order and is running out of steam. It will continue to, to go dark. It, it, you know, there's no reconstituted method within our universe. And so, yeah, they, they've got real no explanation for, for that beginning and no, no hope. Uh, for that, they, they have no understanding of purpose. They can't say, "Well, why are you here?" Simple questions of addressing what is our purpose? Why are we here? And there's a strictly materialistic, animalistic view of you're here and then you're gone, and there's really no point to it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, what do you think the personal moral implications of that are? So, so we're not just talking about theories that mean nothing, correct? If you're a Christian and you believe God purposefully created all of this. He gave me life for a purpose. He put his image, though it's corrupted, but he he gave me his image to be like him in this world. I think that you live a certain kind of life. If you say, I'm here by chance, my ancestors were apes or starfish or whatever, and uh, we've just evolved and it's going nowhere, and I'm going to die, and I'm being serious. Doesn't that lead you to a different kind of living? I had a friend that that wasn't accurate for. What? (laughs) So she had been a Christian. Her and her husband had been a Christian. He had gone to seminary, and he had a lot of questions. And they just discouraged him from asking those questions. And so his change came about through relationships and how those relationships in the speak of the gospel to him. And, and so when I would discuss these things with her, it was we believe that it is our job, it's okay for us to do as well as we can while we're on this earth, and then it's over. And so she was one of the nicest people I've ever met. I mean, she was super okay. sweet. She was not self-serving that I could see in her life. And so my hope is still that Christ was still there working. But it was not a deliberate I don't care about anybody else. It was, I'm going to do the best I can while I'm here on this earth, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. But, there's, but there's nothing in the basis of that worldview to compel that, is there? And we should be careful to say, people don't believe like us can still be kind people, people we love, people we can be friends with, and all of that. But I'm just saying, if, if a, generally a worldview does impact the way you live, I mean, there was probably something in that view that letter her there, but it seems to me. So this guy, Paul Gould, he says that the spirit of the age is what he calls disenchantment. It is that we have stripped, if you've stripped God totally out of everything, and all you're left with is matter and time, he said what ends up happening is disenchantment, or maybe we could say disillusionment, and his argument, and this guy, he's a, he's a great guy, he's a philosopher, Christian philosopher and, and teacher. He said, that's what you're seeing in the world right now. You are seeing disenchantment. Nothing, I mean, it's just, it's just this, there's nothing to live for. Even, even uh, Nietzsche, 
you know, predicted. He's the one that came back and said, God is, you know, God's dead. And that's a long time ago. And he said, here's the, the tragedy of that is as the society uh, takes hold of that, the, the Christian values that have built up the last 1,500 years, we're going to run out of steam as those values change over time. And he said, the next century is going to be the most brutal century in human history. And that was the Stalin. That was the a lot of the uh, things that the, the fascists and the, those type doctrines all say. We can we're going to change man. We're going to we're going to make man into the thing our vision of what man should be as a culture. You know, that conversation is happening again right now in our country. We're going to we're going to reprogram everybody and make them the way we want them to be. We're going to get rid of this religious impulse. And, uh, and we're going to legislate. You, you don't get to say things the way you used to say them. You don't get to talk. Well, all of this will happen over time. And it's just funny that uh, at least uh, Nietzsche was wrong about a lot of things. But one thing he was right about, and that is as, as man gets rid of his Christian basis, he's going to replace it with, with very with brutish, uh, brutish values. And you will have brutish leaders come to power that ultimately will, uh, will change your society and so the challenge for us is what we want to do is be gracious and, and, and um, we're talking about ideas. And, and the ideas that people have do shape their lives. And I could say, I mean, there was a time in my life when, again, I was going, I'm not sure I believe any of this, and I was looking for the truth. And so I certainly don't want to paint, paint someone who's not yet come to faith as, you know, foolish or, or whatever. Because, I mean, again, I was there, so really our discussion is about the ideas behind Christianity, the ideas that are underneath and behind and presupposed by an atheistic-type worldview and the way that it potentially, I think, does shape us. Our discussion here tonight has been aimed at why we think the Christian presuppositions and ideas about God being knowable through the Bible, through the world, that God makes sense as the first thing, why that we think that's a better concept. It makes more sense. We wouldn't be Christians if we didn't think these were better ideas, would we? Yeah, they've, they've spoken to our hearts. So. As we wrap up this month of examining our story and his story, if you're listening along with your family or with friends, uh, some things that you might discuss are what are the ways that we would live consistently within that Christian worldview, believing that we're created purposefully by God, given as human beings his dignity and his image and a responsibility to be his stewards in this world. What would that look like to live out a life like that? Conversely, if you live under a atheistic worldview or naturalistic worldview that doesn't believe in God, where would those beliefs lead you logically in terms of how you live your life, how you relate to others and you value in life? So those are some of the kinds of things you might discuss. I hope you've gained something out of this month's podcast and join us here again next week as we begin a new topic exploring some key questions about our confidence in the Bible as our basis of belief.